Welcome to The Grinder. I am your host, James Chapman. As always, I'm joined with the host with the most, Addison Corbin. How you doing, man? I'm absolutely wonderful, and I couldn't be happier to see your face this morning. I know, right, man? This uh, this whole uh, shelter-in-place slash quarantine slash whatever it is slash I'm tired of staring at a wall in my bedroom uh, it is nice to get on Zoom and actually get to see, uh, you know, some other folks. So last night, my company at the end of the day, we just had a, a Zoom just hangout session. Okay. And everybody brought in their, you know, their cold beer, their glass of wine, or their, you know, nice ice cold Coca-Cola, whatever their choice was. And we just hung out for about 30 minutes and just chatted and just talked about shop and all that stuff. It was awesome. If you've not done this and you have a team, I highly suggest it. It was so much fun. People started like showing their dogs and their cats and hamsters, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody was at home. We were just having a good time. It was awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It was great. No, it wasn't pretty cool. It was really cool. Hey, that's that's really cool, man. Uh, <laughs> glad you got to experience that. So yeah, yeah. It's not just it's not just me here today. Who else is here? It isn't. It isn't. So I don't want to be selfish with the time. Guys, gals, listen closely today. You're probably going to want to take some notes. We have an amazing guest for you today. It's Wade Carpenter with Carpenter Company CPA. I like to refer to him as, uh, he likes to refer to himself as not the average bean counter, which I love, by the way. But I like to refer to him as like uh, Batman for numbers. The dude's like, you know, I mean, he's over there making it happen. Great, great CPA. He's personally my CPA as well. And a lot more than that, he's a great friend of mine. Wade has been deep diving into all the stuff that's going on with this new bill that was passed um, uh, that's providing funds for small businesses. And let's be real, it's complicated. Frankly, you get so much different news from so many different outlets. And even if you do get it from a credible source, it's very complicated to navigate. So, you know, what can I get that will help my business? What am I going to be on the hook for? How do I be smart about it? Those kind of things. Wade's going to give us some great information on it today. So we're super excited to have him on. Um, Wade, how are you doing this morning, sir? I'm good, James. Appreciate you and asking to get me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, this podcast, The Grinder, is about helping small business. So a lot of our uh, listeners... Um, they're, you know, maybe some of them are in the beginning stages. We like to call it tier one, wall one, where maybe they're trying to make that next step in their business. They're trying to go from, you know, um, a single person shop to actually having employees in there or having a couple employees to maybe grow into a second location. Whatever the challenge is that they see that is holding them back from going to the next level, that's what we're focusing on. So, you know, everybody that has a business is concerned right now. If you're not concerned, uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't be optimistic. You should be very optimistic. But if you're not concerned, I, I think you got your head in the sand. So 
you need to stay on point with what's going on. And like I said, there is some, some programs going on from the SBA that, um, you know, you need to study up on and see if you need to take advantage of it. So, uh, Wade, once you start off, just kind of give us, can you start off with an overview? Kind of just tell us what, what options are out there. If we're, are we just talking about the, like the SBA loan stuff or the, yeah, what, the help? Yeah. What's come in from that bill. Okay. Um, well, the CARES Act was passed on March 27th and, um, it, the two main things that we're talking about, um, with loans for businesses, there, there's two main things that I, I want to just touch on today. There was a economic injury disaster loan, or if I say the EIDL, that's what I'm talking about, the disaster loans. And then there's this other thing called the Paycheck Protection Program, or I may refer to it as PPP, okay? Um, just real briefly, the economic disaster loans are ones you can sign up directly online with the SBA. You can just go to like covid19relief.sba.gov and sign up. Um, it really doesn't take long to do. Uh, you know, the if you read the instructions, it says it takes two hours and 10 minutes. I think it maybe take, took me 15 minutes to do it. It really isn't that hard. Um, but, you know, before everybody jumps on there, you know, I would, there are some things where you may want to do one or the other. You can't really do both, but, um, you know, sticking with this disaster loan, these are normally with the SBA, they have, it's a long underwriting period. There's some very, you know, stringent criteria to get through, uh, you know, underwriting for them, but these are made to be done really quickly. And, you know, if you actually get one of these disaster loans, you can take up to 30 years to pay. And the maximum interest rate on this is going to be 4%. And, um, you know, this is one that's, I know there's a lot of talk about what can be forgiven, what can't, but um, these, the disaster loans are actually made to be paid back. But there is a provision in there for a $10,000 emergency funding, and it becomes a grant. If you don't get the loan, if you don't actually go through with the loan, you can just take the $10,000. Um, to help your business and you don't have to pay it back. Um, and it's, it's, it's actually tax free. So you don't have to pay taxes on that as well. So, but, uh, now is know, this the, is this the one that's referred to as the EIDL? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cause I've heard people refer to it in different ways. So you can go on and it's directly to the SBA. You do not have to go to the bank and you can apply for 10 grand right Correct. now. Yeah. And just to tell you that, you know, that when you put in your application, they're going to be asking, there's a little checkbox that says, do you want the $10,000 advance? I don't know why anybody wouldn't check that box, but you put your routing and account number. And the idea was they were supposed to put your, the money in your bank account within three business days of applying for it. Um, I've spoken to several SBA lenders and banks. Um, I'm not aware of anybody that's actually gotten that money, even though, 
we're working, I think we're at two weeks. Of, I know some people have already put that money in. So I don't know if you guys have heard anything different, but I haven't seen any of, any, any of that funded just yet. Yeah, no, I, I can actually agree and um, secondhand just got to go through this. Uh, I applied about a week and a half ago um, and I clicked the box, the extra 10,000 um, advance. And I haven't, I've yet to seen that hit the bank account yet. So. Well, unfortunately you're not the only one. <laughs> if you had, you'd be, you'd be the only one, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, man, I haven't heard anybody getting that yet, but I mean, still, I mean, if they got that out, I mean, a normal SBA process, not in, uh, yeah, I mean, the amount of paperwork you have to submit for an SBA thing. I mean, I think what people need to remember, if, if my number, from what I understand, last year the SBA did 60,000 loans total for the year. I think that's uh, right. So, I, I mean, how many millions of loans are going to be coming in? I mean, there's 26, small, 26 million small businesses in the country, 28 million. Now, I think what small business is considered under 500 employees. Is that correct, Wade? Well, for purposes of these two loans, yes, under 500 employees. But the focal point, everything I keep seeing, it keeps talking about under 50 employees. So are they dividing that out right now and trying to give people with less than 50 employees the benefit of the, like the head of the line, so to speak? Well, the 50 employees, I don't think has to do with the SBA loans. I mean, there, there were some provisions in like that Families First Act uh-huh. where, you know, if you had employee, less than 50 employees or more than 50 employees, you, you know, still had to provide paid leave. But the general rule for these things is, you know, on the loan part is you have to have 500 or fewer employees. Gotcha. And then, so with that, so with that disaster relief loan, you can click the box for an immediate $10,000. So, but like if you, let's just say your situation, your business where, I mean, this is demolished you and you need $100,000. So can you go through that process, submit for a hundred thousand and say, I want the immediate 10 K as well. You can. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, for some people, the other there, a lot of people have been hyping the the second one. We're going to talk about the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPPs. Mm-hmm. But you know, for some people, the disaster loan is more pr- appropriate, and you got a longer term to pay it back. So, um, you know, these are kind of streamlined loans, and you, I mean, it depends on the terms you work out, but. You can have up to 30 years to pay, and the maximum rate is going to be up to 4%, which is not bad. Wade, yeah, not uh, bad at all. just a quick question. So um, you did say that the, the $10,000, did you say that it, that one is forgiven? If you don't make the loan, if you make, say you do a loan for 20000 you get ten up front, you got to pay the whole twenty back. Got it. But if you don't, do the loan. You just take the ten thousand dollars. It's a grant. You don't have to do it. You don't have to pay it back. It's tax free. Holy smokes! Wow. Let's but, talk. A, go ahead. I mean, well, I, I don't mean to go off on you know a tangent, but no, you, you know, for some people that may some people may not be able to get 
the Paycheck Protection Loan, but these disaster loans can be really a good thing for working capital, you know, to keep going. So, Got it. Understood. Okay. I mean, this is exactly why, you know, it, it all comes back down to being in business. 101 is cash flow is king. There's cash flow. I mean, it's just, it can destroy the business. So, I mean, let's look at it from this way. Some people, they want to do everything they can. Maybe they're trying to be realistic. Uh, you know, something everybody needs to think about is, I mean, is there a personal guarantee behind these loans? Um, up to, on the disaster loans, there there can be personal guarantees on that. On the paycheck protection, there is absolutely no um, personal guarantees up to a certain amount. Um, can I jump back with what you just said about cash flow? Yes, please. Um, because, you know, one point I've been making to a lot of my business owners right now is that, you know, it, a, SBA did a study of businesses under that did less than 25 million in revenue in a year. This is long before any of this happened. And, you know, a lot of people think individuals struggle and they live paycheck to paycheck, but, what that SBA study found was that essentially 82% of those small businesses, you know, are living cash flow to, or check to check. So a disruption of, you know, even a month or, you know, just a few weeks yeah. can destroy a business. And, um, you know, I, I think these, both, both of these loan programs are, exactly what the, you know, the government needed to do to kind of prop up small business. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, I can very much speak from experience on that. I mean, even last year we were in a huge growth phase for my business. My business made the most gross it's ever made ever by a substantial amount. And it's been, it finished out as one of my tightest years to me. Like it was one of my tightest years with cash flow. So we did all this additional expansion, all this extra investment. And we had all this extra money coming in. Man, it was just it was getting it was just getting eaten up, eaten up. And you know, you gotta be careful to that. Cause I was just thinking, like, oh, this is the best year we're ever gonna have. Yeah, gross, it was best year. I mean, it's the best year net. And the net's what pays what keeps the cash flow, you know, what what keeps you keeps the lights keeps on. You above, exactly man you know and the next thing you know you got all these just additional costs that you didn't figure in and uh it's tough so i i say that not to go on a tangent there but like don't don't think you're past something this whole pandemic thing aside you know guys you, you all remember like you're, you're not past something i mean this last year was a huge learning experience for me was it worth it for the growth i think so but now I'm like, okay, this growth phase is over even before the pandemic hit. And it's like, okay, this big massive push is kind of like we've kind of hit its peak. How do we continue to sustain? You got to have that stuff planned out. I mean, it's been a huge lesson learned for me and how I got to be sharper and how when it is flowing, how I need to put even more back so I have additional cash flow for the tight times, you know? And we had it, we have it there, we have reserves. But man, it didn't take long every month. A couple things hitting. I mean, it really pulls off those reserves. So, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just confessing right now. But 
you know, I mean, it's been a huge learning lesson for me just in business this past year with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sorry, Wade. Um, I just second that, um, from last month we had about $40,000 in commissions come off the table due to COVID-19 people got their hours reduced. Um, some people weren't working. We had a few people in entertainment, you know, those things came off the board. So what we were looking at in, you know, last month, we didn't have a single closing last month. So everything that got paid out, got paid out of that P&L was Zippo. And it was just (laughs) last month. Um, And so, you know, seeing those numbers leave and not having that top number come in, it, you know, it, it makes you stress a little bit. Um, And especially because we had such a large plan for this year, you know, James, you went in, you were talking about your growth. This year was going to be our, you know, our, our plan on being the growth year. Um, We, we planned on a big number. Everything was kind of going. And honestly, I'm still going to try and hit that number, but I also got to be realistic. You know, we, we just lost a month that was supposed to be one of our biggest months. So we have, we have to look at it that way, but you know, go ahead, wait, um, you know, go into what you were going to. <clears throat> okay. Well, again, you know, I want to echo what James said. I mean, when you're in growth phase, it takes cash to grow, but you know, as we can see, come to a screeching halt and, uh, you know, James, I, James knows I'm a, um, big advocate of the, the book profit first. Mm-hmm. I'm a profit first professional and, you know, that program is kind of a simple program to teach you to put money back for things like taxes and, you know, your rainy day fund, um, you know, so that there is cash at the end of the year. And I, I know I implemented that last year and right now I've got some reserves and I'm really glad that I did. Um, so, you know, I mean, I know that's not really the topic of today, but I mean, this topic goes wherever we think it's important for people. I highly recommend, look guys, y'all are going to be at a reset. You need to think about, well, I don't want to say a reset. You may end up at a reset. And if you do learn from it, but even with the step back, like this is a time to learn. Things have slowed down. There's certain things you can't control and you doing more of the same may not put you where you need to. So like get, get clever. Like start reanalyzing stuff, okay? If you get pushed back really far, you have to go to the reset button. Like you need to think about ways you can do it differently. There's a lot of very successful people out there that the first business or the second business didn't work out. So like don't, I mean, I get it. I, I'm, I'm giving all I got to make everything work and I have absolute certainty it will but there's still things I'm thinking about. Okay. This is all messed up now. How can I be sharper? So the next time this comes along, because something else might not be a pandemic or whatever, but something else is going to come along. And this one hit especially hard because economy has been booming and, you know, people are taking a lot more risk. I was taking more risk. Economy was great. It was worth taking risks. That was the time to take risks. So, you know, but, but think about those things. Profit first I think is there couldn't be a better time to read profit first. And I, I highly suggest Mike McCallowitz is the author of that. 
I highly suggest the Audible version. I got the book and the um, Audible because he's just, he's a great speaker as well. He makes it very, very interesting um, to go through. And I will tell you, I, when I implemented it, even at some of the tightest cash flow times I've had, the way that's set up with like the owner's comp and you got your profit account and all this, my owner's comp had more money in it than I normally paid myself. So I was actually even going to get a raise at one of the tightest times I've had by doing that system. It's, it's, it's an amazing system. I appreciate you bringing it up, Wade. So um, it, it's, I think it's a great, now's as good a time as any to implement it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think, and again, learning lessons from the past. I mean, I had coming through the recession, I had a lot of contractors and, you know, some of those industries were completely wiped out, you know, in 2008, you know, in the years after. And I think a lot of people learned some lessons, but things came back kind of slowly and now things were starting to boom. And I think of people forgot a lot of those cash flow lessons and you know what I, I mean, there's no good from this that's going to come, but you know, if, if anything, I hope business owners think about their position and, you know, can do implement something like profit first to have that rainy day fund to, you know, really plan their cash flow because cash is king. Yeah. I agree. Great point, Wade. So, what? Um, take yeah, just re just real quick. I want to touch base on the PPP loans, um, mm -hmm. and then I'd like. There's a few things that I'd like to hit. Do you have anything extra you want to hit or ask Wade, J James? Uh, no, I was just gonna. I want to hear more about the PPP. I think that's okay. a, a good thing we need to make sure we hit on for everybody. Okay. Go ahead. Can we jump into that? Please, yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. What went off on a tangent there. So the Paycheck Protection Program or PPP loans, those are loans um, that you have to go directly to a bank that is doing these. If they're an SBA lender already, they're already they should already be making these loans, um, but not all banks are participating. The Paycheck Protection Program essentially was trying trying to keep people on payroll and um, keep people off of unemployment. And if you think of it, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense because the federal government was going to be funding this un unemployment anyway. So if they can keep people employed, you know, who knows how long this pandemic is going to go, but if it, you know, when it comes, when it's over and done with, the hope was, you know, business can come roaring back with employees they've already got and not have to go find some more people. So this Paycheck Protection Program, you have to go directly to a bank to, to work with them on it. And it covers a period from like February 15, 2020 through June 30, 2020. Um, you can get an, a loan up to two and a half times your average total monthly payroll um, typically it's, it's calculated on the 12 prior months up to a maximum of 10 million bucks. And the interest, again, straight, very much streamlined underwriting on this. Um, the loan is up, is the duration of the loan is two years. The interest rate fluctuated multiple times 
um, even up to the day before it went live, which was last Friday. Um, and as of last Friday, the interest rate is 1%, which is a wonderful loan on this. Yeah. But the big thing for this is the forgiveness on these loans. And to the extent this can be forgiven, you don't, you may not have anything to pay back for, you know, for these paycheck protection loans. There is no collateral requirement. There is no personal guarantee. And, you know, actually you can choose to defer your payments on it up to six months. Well, six months up to a year. Um, you know, so, you know, the only real requirement is you had to have some, have payroll and be less than 500 or 500 or fewer employees. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, this is a great program. Now, the, just, you know, a lot of the things that came out, the CARES Act said that this program is designed to cover people's paychecks. But there's a lot of people like, you know, that are independent contractors, like you know, Addison is a real estate agent or, you know, construction, con- a lot of construction contractors are paid independent contractors. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of confusion about, you know, who's going to get, you know, do independent contractors count as employees for purposes of this, um, you know, and there was quite a bit of confusion on that. And uh, only recently did they come out and say, no, absolutely not. Independent contractors are a separate category. Um, so last Friday was the first, you know, first day that banks could take these loans based on W-2 income. This Friday is the banks are supposed to have the ability to take the loan based on for self-employed independent contractors paid on 1099. Um, let me just kind of like really quickly talk about the forgiveness. I can't go into a lot of detail, but you know, the, the beautiful part of these is that it, it can actually be forgiven. And again, if it's forgiven, it's, it's completely tax free. Unlike most, you know, if you have, loan for your credit card and they, you, you know, you didn't pay it back. Well, you're going to have to pay taxes on that. You don't have to do that with this, but, um, you know, what can be forgiven is based on the, the eight weeks after your loan origination date. So if today you got a loan as of today, you're going to look at eight weeks after you get the loan, and it's going to be um, based on the payroll that you pay in those eight-week period of time. Plus, you know, you can cover rent, utilities. Um, you know, if you own your own building, you can include the interest on the building, not the principal. Um, but, um, you know, some of the other, like, if you're covering health insurance or retirement benefits for your employees, those things can be forgiven and there's some there's some parameters around that as far as how much can go towards rent and all that stuff and i I know we don't probably don't have time to talk about all that but um you know which you get the loan 
And then eight weeks later, you can go back to the bank and say, you know, probably have to prove your payroll and those kind of expenses. But to the extent those are legitimate expenses, you know, that amount may not have to be paid back all the way up to a hundred percent of the loan. You know what I'm seeing the only, I mean, that's, that's fantastic what they're doing. The only problem I see right now with it, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Wade, uh, the banks are responsible for it and they're nervous as hell. They're a little skittish. Am I right? I've heard that from some bankers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, these are a hundred percent federally backed loans, federally guaranteed. So, you know, that should give the banks a little more, um, you know, comfort, I guess, in that. But, you know, I, I, I think James and I were talking about this the other day. If, you know, if they don't cross their eyes, dot their eyes across their teeth, and they're afraid they're going to get left holding the bag. And yeah, I, don't, I couldn't see the bank, the SBA doing that to people. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case. And, and and being an insurance bankers, banking and insurance, not very different, uh, especially on the lending side. You got underwriters, all right? right? Underwriters are the most naturally skittish people yeah. there there is. All right, their 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 job exists around like uh, looking for stuff that's wrong or not right, or should we trust this? They're needed. Okay. They keep companies viable. They're very important. So I'm not making fun of them, even though I have some love hate relationships with some, <laughs> uh, but you know, so like, and underwriters, they want all the facts, every fact, even if it's needed or not needed, they want to know it. Right. So, you know, um, but the, the point being to that is I think that if you're planning to apply for a PPP, if you haven't, I think you need to get going on it because I mean, once again, the amount of businesses, probably the amount of people who are going to apply and the amount of funds that are available for this, I would not wait around. Secondly, uh, you, I, I would recommend you go to a bank where you already have a relationship. I, this isn't, this isn't like price shopping right now. You don't, you don't need to screw around. If you're going to do it, Go to where you have a relationship. Hopefully you got somewhere where you've earned a relationship and that's where you need to be applying. Um, and like I said, the sitting negotiation game, I, I would not get sideways with a banker. They're getting, they're getting, the lenders are getting hammered right now. I mean, hammered. Be kind, be courteous. You know, you get more, what's it? You get more uh, bees with honey than, uh, or with, you get more bees with honey than vinegar, right? So let me, let, let me, let me add on to this. Um, going through this process with Wells Fargo, they have made it clear that they are not happy that they have to do this, right? Just from their upfront, which is fine. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will say I did just get my third email from them to re-enter my uh, EIN number. Okay, so you know, I felt, I felt, I was like, dang, okay, so we're making progress in in this process. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Uh, what I have noticed is they, at the bottom of every email, you are able to apply somewhere else. Go to, you know, SBA, find out who the other lenders are that are, you know, working with the program. Well, it, I, I went on there just to see what the other options were because I felt like Wells Fargo was going to take more time. Went on there, 
just kind of going through it. Everywhere you go to apply for this loan, they ask you, are you a member or are you not a member? Okay. So obviously I was not a member of these other banks. So I would click not a member. We are only accepting, um, we are only accepting applications from members of the bank who have a business account with the bank. So the only way that I've found that you would even be able to go check another bank would be to open up, you know, an online bank account with, with them. So honestly, you know, exactly to go with what you said, it, it just, just stick with the bank that you have. As long as you have a business account with them, you know, just kind of ride it out. Yeah. That, well, it's I like, mean, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say, you know, it, a lot of times I remember with business, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And then I realized there's truth in that. Very much there's truth in that. But everybody thinks it's about closing deals and it's not, that's not what that, that saying means. What that saying means is it's who other professionals you surround yourself with. It lubes the, the That's right. Like I made damn sure once I got in business, I started realizing, okay, I can make money at this. I got a good real estate agent around me. Right. There we go. Good little real estate agent right there. Right. I got a good banker around me. I got a, a jam up CPA around me. I got a great IT guy around me. Like I don't need to be the professional of that. And if I'm not going to be invest my time to make sure I have a clear understanding of all this stuff, I need damn good people who do. And that's where that saying comes from. In my mind, that's what it means to me. It's not what you know, it's who you know. You need to have good people around you. I've had a great relationship with a banker for years now. And like those kind of things are key. So if you haven't, you don't have that stuff around you, once you get through this crap, you need to make sure you take the time, start building relationships, build relationships so you have those people around you. And guess what? They have that in me. If I handle their insurance needs, right? Like if there's any part of the risk they're not sure about, they have me to depend on. And that's how it works. And we pay each other for our services, right? So like, you know, you, you, you need that. It's not what you know, it's who you know when it comes to professional services. Wade, Wade is, anything else you want to add on that? I know we're probably about out of time, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I really appreciate you guys letting me come on. I hope I gave some good information. I know we went through it really quick and I glossed over a lot of details. So, you know, glad to help anybody, you know, who's got any questions, feel free to reach out. So, so let's, let's, um, Wade, Wade's one of the nicest guys I know. Like I said, he's probably one of the smartest CPAs I've ever met. Um, so let's clarify that. All right, Wade, cause we don't, you're, you're an important guy. You are slammed right now. You're very giving with your time today. Um, look, everybody, if you got your own CPA and they're not answering the phone right now, so you're going to call Wade just to get, you know, mining for information, then maybe it's time you give him an opportunity to actually handle your business for you. All right. Not just take us free information. If you want that, listen to the podcast again. All right. So to that Wade, if people would like to get more information from you, um, how should they go about that? Um, they can just jump on our website. If you want to just go to carpentercpas.com um, or just give us a call at 770-507-6625. Awesome. Can awesome. Um, can All they right. find you on Facebook or anything like that, Wade? 
we do have a Facebook page. Uh, you know, we've got certain information on there. We're trying to put out more and more for our clients right now. Understood. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and get your Facebook page. I'm going to get everything. I'm going to get your information, how to contact you just in case. Um, and I'll have that in the, in the description. A couple of things that I do want to add. We are going to throw the profit first um, link into the uh, description as well. Uh, to if you click on that link and you order the book off Amazon, they are also going to donate uh, some money to the Travis Mannion Foundation, which is a veteran-owned foundation which they help little kids, they help veterans. Um, super cool foundation. If you've ever listened to the Jocko podcast, they had the founder on there. Uh, you say Travis Mills? No, Mannion. Okay. Um, and so definitely check, you know, you can just search Travis Mannion Foundation and you'll be able to find the podcast with Jocko. Uh, working on getting them on there as well. Uh, today, I want to say thank you, Wade, for your time, for giving us this information. Um, anybody who has a business, if you know someone who owns, owns a business, they need to be listening to this podcast. They need to be listening to this information and it's going to help them get a lot further than they would originally uh, without the information. Uh, also, one more thing I want to add, or one question I'd like to ask you, and then I'm going to let you roll. Um, so the government throwing in all these shrewd bucks into the economy, how do you think that's going to affect us, you know, short-term and long-term? Okay, well, real quick, uh, just since you mentioned the profit first, I'll go back into your question here. But, yep. Um, I'm actually a profit first professional. So if anybody's a little tight on funds, I can actually send you the first two co two chapters of the book for free. Yeah. So if anybody reaches out, I'd be glad to email them you know, a PDF of that and, and get a lot of the major ideas from those two first two chapters. But, Got it. All right. So... So you're concerned with, you know, how's this going to affect short term and long term? Yep. Um, short term, I, you know, I think it's a good program. And I think it's going to prop up a lot of things and we hope we come out of this quickly. Um, long term, there is obviously going to be some financial repercussions to pay, to pay all this back. I do see, you know, whenever this ends or, you know, when we get back to work, I see a boom in the economy, quite frankly. Cool. There's a lot of going to be a lot of pent up demand. And, you know, I know it may seem bleak for business owners right now, but, you know, rethink where you are. Maybe, you know, this has changed a lot of things. Maybe change, look at how you're doing things and just like look at restaurants. I mean, whether you're, maybe you want to start delivering food. I mean, I, that's an obvious example, but, you know, the world has changed and maybe we need to change with it. But I think there's a, you know, yes, it's tough times, but there's going to be a lot of positive that comes out of it. Today. And hope, hope business owners remind, remember to remain positive. It's a tough thing to do right now, but I, I do see some really good, you know, a, really a boom after this. Awesome. Yeah. Just don't know when that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Got to get through it. Just got to get through it. Um, James loves his quotes, but I'm going to throw a quote at you today. And I don't really know who said it. Bring it. It's going to be actually a partial quote. Okay. Um, uh, hey, man. You, you're, just, you're just antagonizing me here. Bring it. Let's see what you got. Right. So the most adaptable survive, right? 
Um, I think it's actually a Darwin quote. And there's a piece of that in the front. Oh, it's not, it's not the toughest that survive. It's the most adaptable. Okay. Um, you have to look at this time as a time to adapt, not to be tough. Obviously tough is, is a factor, but adapting to what's happening is going to be very important to your business. Um, Wade, Love it. thank you so much, James. It's always a pleasure. Um, is there anything else anybody needs to add? Thank you for having me. Yeah. Appreciate okay. you, Wade. It's a pleasure. Okay. Go get some. Out.